Hello and welcome back to another episode of Are We There Yet? A van life podcast full of delicious things. Uh, I am your host, Ben. We also have... Nikki. And we have our very first guest today. First guest ever. Woohoo! So excited. He's sitting to my left. Uh, we are currently sitting on the floor in our wardrobe because it has the best audio. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm going to just pass over now to Martin Bigger, who is Nikki's little brother. And by little, he's still older than me. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for having me. So... Today, we're going to be talking about a really good topic. We get asked about this all the time. People asking us, hey, I'm interested in van life or I'd like to get into it or I'm starting to look into it or that kind of thing. And people are wondering what kind of van they should get. And we figured, here's a perfect opportunity. Nikki and I have the Ford Transit and Martin actually is living in his own van, which is why we've got him on here. He's not just a cool guy. He's living in a bus. Like a small bus, not like a full school bus. Uh, we'll get into it in a little bit and he can tell you about what it is and all that kind of stuff and what it smells like. But for now, we just thought it'd be a really great opportunity for you to get a good understanding and maybe some pros and cons from each of us about our build and cost breakdowns and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to hand over to Martin right now, get him to just do a little introduction, let us know who he is, what he does and why he decided to join the van life. Hey, yeah, so uh, Martin, engineer, just uh, I guess a year younger than Nick, which really inspired me to do the van life. You know, I kind of helped her build it last year. Didn't think I could do it at first, you know, just engineer life. I didn't think career-wise it'd work, but uh, managed to work remotely, and yeah, I'm really excited to be on the road. Uh, I used the quarantine as a good build project, you know, kind of expecting COVID and stuff to be over by, by now, but kind of harsh out this winter uh, in a bus, for, and we'll see in Canada. Good luck, Martin. We're in an apartment. Ha <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, I was really in- interested in van life. You know, just the ability to just to move around and meet all, you know, all your friends. You know, when you go to university and stuff, all your friends are from many different cities. So, you know, when you graduate and stuff, they all move out. And it's nice to network and just, you know, the, the possibility is a lot more endless that way. But yeah, I don't know. Something uh, just didn't really strike a chord with me just to buy a house or stay in a city at a particular you know, point in my life at the moment. So, you know, whether it be career changes, I just feel like staying in one city is uh, kind of restricting in that way. Um, Obviously, doing van life as an engineer is kind of restricting in other ways, but um, I think there's still a good, you know, possibility for all that. But, you know, also just being outdoors and stuff, it's not great to always just have the same park in your backyard. So it's nice to essentially have mountains and various different mountains in your backyard. Just straight up, home is where you park it. It just makes a big difference when you can... Have whatever you want outside your front door. That's sick. So I converted Martin to buy and live in a van. I'm trying to convert my parents to buy and live in a van. Martin, do you think that's going to happen? It's tough. I think uh, when you're young and stuff, it's not too bad, but we'll see. Maybe a tiny home. Maybe downsize. Yeah, I would be shocked, but I hope they do it and I hope they're listening. You guys can do it. I believe in you. Also, if my mom and dad are listening in Australia and you want to build a van, then (laughs) you should also do that. I know you're trying to renovate your house right now, but a house doesn't have wheels. I think today's a really good opportunity for us to flesh out a little bit about why we chose the vans we did, because Nikki and I have one need for the van, and Martin has a different need for his van. Um, when Nikki originally built her van, and like when Martin helped her out, Nikki wasn't planning on having a man at the exact point she hey, was done. Actually, let me take over right now. 
I built it because I knew that I was going to find a man one day and I needed the desk to be for two people and the bed to be for two people or else I would have had a twin and a one person desk. So I was actually building it for a man. Thanks for thinking of me before I, was, I even existed. I was building it for you. Before you slid into my DMs. Oh, yeah. Well before then. <laughs> so anyway, th- we have two different needs, two different vans. And uh, yeah, we're just going to break it down and talk a little bit about it. So you guys, for those of you who are listening, you probably are aware of what van we've got. If you listen to any previous podcasts or been stalking us on the Instagram. Um, but we have a 2017 Ford Transit 250. It's the tallest one they make and the longest one. Long boy. Big long boy. Big long white boy Wilson. (laughs) Anyway, it's pretty tall. Um, Our friend who is six foot six can stand up inside. Nikki and I are like two foot tall each, so that doesn't (laughs) matter to us. Um, Nikki could probably sit on my shoulders and still be inside the van. I actually probably could. Definitely not. We're not that short. Martin, uh, he does not have a Ford Transit. He actually lives in uh, a bus, but I'll let him kind of just tell you a little about his bus. Yeah, so uh, after building Nikki's van, you know, I, I thought it was awesome and stuff and, you know, potentially thought I might be able to do it, but it's definitely way too small for my needs. So I opted for a shuttle bus. Kind of in retrospect, I guess it's really not that much longer. It's maybe a foot or two longer and I think it's a foot or two wider in the living spaces. 2008 Ford E450. I guess it kind of guzzles gas being a 450, but it does pull surprisingly with all the weight in it. I got it for like 16,000 and it had like no kilometers on it, like with 26,000 okay on it it's awesome it's so good yeah and i feel like on that point um you can get a used shuttle bus a lot cheaper than you can get a used cargo van because like cargo vans are being used for delivery or for work trucks and all that stuff but you know who really wants to use shuttle bus unless you live in australia and you've had ford transits in your country for the last like 10 years or so and they're really cheap so if you're in north america and you want a ford transit you're probably gonna have to save a little more but if you're in australia or anywhere in europe you can actually get them pretty cheap which is really rad maybe we'll just talk about why we went with the transit and why martin went with the shuttle bus i'm gonna pass this one over to nikki because i wasn't there for the planning (laughs) or the purchasing i I got no idea i like it but uh, i don't have any idea so this one's going to be a nikki and martin all right so I actually chose the Ford Transit because I feel like the options were the Dodge Promaster and the Sprinter, the Mercedes Sprinter, or the Ford Transit. I feel like those were my three options because I wanted something that was small enough to mostly fit in a normal parking stall. And I'm saying mostly because it does hang over a little bit, but I wanted something like large enough to do what I need to do, but also park in a normal stall and not be this like massive honker. Those three were perfect for me. Um, I didn't want the Mercedes because I heard a lot of bad things and they break down. They're so expensive and I just, I don't want to deal with that. I can attest to that. Before Nikki and I met, I had a Dodge Sprinter 3500 Dually and it had a world of issues. They're also very expensive, even just in like servicing and parts. We've had a couple of friends who had ProMasters over the years and haven't heard fantastic things about those, but I suppose it depends on the scenario and who you bought it from and how they looked after it. But I know a few of our friends have had transmission issues with them and and a bunch of other things. But do your own research and figure out a van that's perfect for you. Yeah. So no to the Sprinter. And then I also said no to the Dodge because, yeah, the transmission issues that my friends were having. And my dad is one of those dads that are like, go Ford, first on race day. Hell yeah. So anyways, he always had a Ford. So I figured, all right, I may as well follow in the family footsteps. I was just going to say, shout out to Gary. It's like a big rectangle Mustang. <laughs> big rectangle Mustang, but white. <laughs> That's actually awesome. 
Yeah, so the Ford was just obvious that that's the one that I was going to choose. And the price point was definitely quite good for what I needed. So that's why I chose the Ford. And I obviously chose the tallest and the longest because I just wanted a big daddy van to have some space to do some stuff. Big daddy van means big space. <laughs> wow. I'm going to have to be the dictionary on this one. Thanks for the clarification, Ben. We needed that. All right, on to Martin. Why did you choose your van? Yeah, I was looking around. It wasn't really tied to Ford or anything. Uh, oh, Dad's going to be first. mad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just look looking essentially at the first a little bit bigger than what I had. Um, you know, I had the, the dream of maybe putting a motorbike in the back um, using the wheelchair lift. But I'm kind of glad I got the size I got. You know, like I said, it's only a couple feet longer than the, the transit there. But it's definitely big enough that I wouldn't want to you know, take it around or take anything bigger around in the cities and stuff. Yeah, I got a bus, like I said, just to get a bit more width and a bit more length to really get that office space and uh, a little bit more spacious kitchen and whatnot. Yeah, I just settled with the the 4450. The one thing is like I was really looking for passenger seats because I was worried about that. In a lot of buses and stuff, when you walk in through the front, you don't have a passenger seat. So yeah, we, we get into the he wanted to bring all that. the ladies with him. He needed at least two seats for two ladies. Hell yeah. <laughs> and he, that's why he's got a king bed in there too. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm it's kidding. A it's a double. <laughs> uh, yeah, another big difference with the two buses is, like we mentioned, the passenger seat and kind of the front door area. Uh, you know, it's just me in the bus right now, but I wanted to plan for future for other people. Um, so I kind of lucked out with the fact that, like I mentioned, it was the, the shuttle bus with the handicap door. So there was a seat at the back that would slide up out of the way for the like the, the wheelchair to sit there. So I actually mounted that up front so I get three seats and it tucks out of the way a lot for the front door area. And another consideration is just the front door itself. Um, obviously, the, the doors in a lot of these buses, they're like not insulated at all and there's gaps everywhere they're kind of just like the awkward crank thing so i really lucked out that i could find a door that fit but yeah it's, so it's just a typical house door but you gotta make sure it's window all the way so you can kind of see while you're driving just on the shape of martin's bus even though it's like a, you know it's it's not enormously bigger than the transit it's much more boxy which actually i think makes some of the space a little bit more usable because you can you've actually got real corners whereas the transit's just full of Really tight little curves everywhere. Yeah, so kind of on the point, like you mentioned about kind of planning ahead for, for other people. So like I'm just by myself right now too, but uh, you know, getting the double bed or getting that uh, extra passenger seat that we'll, we'll talk about later, um, that was definitely important and I'm glad it worked out. Okay, now we're going to get down to the juicy details. The juicy details. All of this will be in ASMR. Okay, let's continue. Okay, so we're going to not do this bit. Um, let's talk about the costs of each. I know Martin briefly mentioned that his bus was around 16k. Obviously, you could spend way more, way less. Same with the Ford Transit. Um, Nikki, how much was the Ford Transit as an empty shell? Empty shell, it was $34,000 Canadian, and it had 75,000 kilometers on it. And just for reference, I bought a 2012 Dodge Sprinter with like 220,000 kilometers on it. I think I paid 12 grand for mine. Um... But then we have plenty of friends. Shout out to Mr. Matt Littlewood. He had a GMC Vandura. I think he paid, I don't know, like less than 2000 bucks for it. So, you know, you don't need to spend a ton of money on a van. It really depends on your needs. And uh, hopefully, you know, through us going through a couple of the pros and cons and like design considerations for, for our vans, it might help you give you a better idea of what kind of van might be right for you. I suppose like the big things to consider for yourself and if you're looking for a van is what do you actually need it for? So maybe Nikki, do you want to just briefly mention a couple of things that like 
were the design considerations that you were like, I need my van to do this. Maybe there's like three things yeah. you could think of that were like big key points in consideration for your build. So I needed a pretty solid kitchen. So like a nice oven set up, a fridge and like a lot of counter space because food is super important to me. I like eating healthy. So a full kitchen was definitely required. And I needed a little bit of a hallway to do some yoga. Martin's van actually doesn't really work for this. And obviously he doesn't prioritize yoga in his life, clearly. But I needed a space to do yoga. And then I also prioritized having a desk just because I have to work on a computer and I definitely need a desk. So those were the three things that I would say. I would also say that. Oh, the toilet. I need that toilet. That sounds horrid. I know, but I sounds am like you obsessed get the runs with every that day. toilet. Do you get the runs every day? When you wake up in the morning and you have to go at both ends, you need that both toilet. Ends, like the top and the bottom, like you're vomiting and no, pooing like, at the same time? Quite the there's, there's two different ends down there. Do you not know that? I've only got one end. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I would say one extra little thing about having the height of the Ford Transit. It enabled Nikki to put the bed high enough to put a bicycle underneath. Because she definitely wanted to be able to take her mountain bike everywhere. So if she had a Ford Transit that wasn't quite as tall, she might have struggled to do that a little bit. All right, over to Martin. What was a couple of the big things that you needed your bus to do? Yeah, big priority for me was the office area. I really needed that second screen to be able to work effectively. Obviously, you needed the mountain bike. I think everyone kind of usually does that as van life. Yeah, I love cooking and always... Definitely need all that space. Yeah, also it was like really prioritizing a good size kitchen and stuff. But for me, I guess the, the stealth aspect was maybe a little bit less of a priority. I felt like I would be maybe not driving like every single day and just roaming around uh, moving too often. Kind of more just like staying in a you know certain city like months at a time. Sweet. And then we'll do like a couple of cons of each. Maybe there's a couple of things about the Ford Transit that you're not stoked on, Nikki. Is there anything about it that comes to mind? That Wilson's perfect. Okay. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. You can just cut the episode here. You just go by Ford Transit. <laughs> I would say the only con of Wilson, the Ford Transit, is he's got a really big, fat, juicy booty. And like for the most part, it's awesome because the wheelbase is shorter, so it still drives a lot like a normal car. Um, it's just consideration for when you're like driving or fitting in parks, like his butt hangs over a fair bit. He's got a thick butt. The only other con about Wilson and like, this is a pedantic one. Um, and this comes from me always having fun, loud, fast, obnoxious cars, like a Subaru WRX and stuff. But I wish that we got the model of Ford Transit that had a turbo and not so we could be boosting down the highway at 200 Ks an hour. Imagine a giant rectangle on the highway, like meh. Crazy. <laughs> like a sailboat but 200 kilometers an hour like, just doesn't make sense no I, it's just like sometimes when you're like driving through like mountainous areas or trying to drag race a mustang at the lights you know sometimes it'd be nice to just have a little bit extra go in the van but you know being slow and steady is also good for van life because it means that your plates don't end up smashed on the floor martin do you have any uh cons about your your bus van bus <laughs> Yeah, since we're uh, using van names, we got Wilson, and uh, since mine, like I mentioned, is a little bit bigger, I decided to call it the Vanshin. Very, very acceptable name. <laughs> what about the Vassal? The Vassal? <laughs> the Vassal, like a van castle, because it's even bigger. I'm sorry, guys. This episode, This episode is out of hand. I think they had one too many bourbons. Playboy Vanshin? <laughs> <laughs> With these three seats? <laughs> 
So yeah, I can't say there's like a con really about the bus. Like I feel like if you there's some design considerations that are maybe a little more challenging. I guess we'll get into that, but it's definitely all uh, stuff that you can overcome. And you know, with the design, I love kind of the, the layout and stuff. And I would definitely do it the same way if I could do it again. For the most part, uh, the van and the bus are pretty much the same size. Like we're splitting hairs when it comes to external dimensions. Um, a big difference between our two vehicles, though, is like stealth ability. So for Nikki, when she chose this van, she knew she was going to be traveling a lot and wanted to be able to like blend in. And I think that comes from experience having a like a retro kind of old school van in New Zealand where she was very obvious. Um, so now having something that we could get away with parking in industrial areas or, you know, we're a little bit more subtle. We look like a construction van is useful to us. Um, but for Martin, like if he was doing the same thing as us in a bus, it's a little bit more obvious, but you know, he's not planning to, to be doing that. So just something else for you guys to keep in mind. Yeah, that is a great point. Um, we'll see, I guess what the lifestyle is going to be like. And, uh, you know, I have stayed in some neighborhoods. I don't know if people notice and how sketchy it is not being so stealthy, but it's actually interesting though. Like I think when I was younger, I, I suppose before I even got into van life, if I saw a van, I just wouldn't have even thought twice about it. I would have not even thought, oh, there's someone sleeping in there or making dinner or just anything. you know. But now I see a van somewhere and I'm like, oh, someone's living in that one. I do think more people, like, I always wonder that, like, do people even know that people are sleeping in these vans? But I think Instagram and Pinterest and everything is definitely making it more obvious that this is a thing, like van life is a thing. So... I think a lot more people would actually know. They would look at the van, see a window, and be like, oh, yeah, I know what's going on there. Anyway, moving right along. We we touched on the costs of the actual vehicle purchase, but how about the builds? Was there much of a difference between you guys in the cost of your builds? And while we're on that, what about time frame difference in the timing? So cost of the build and the time. All right, so the Mr. Ford Wilson Transit Man. Um, the cost of the build was around 16000 Canadian and it took me a month yes one little measly month it was kind of ridiculous um I was working with my family like super super hard 12 hour days it was quite intense if I would do that if I had to do it again I would not be doing it in one month that was like horrendous and you know like that triangle of quality uh amount of money and time like you can only have two of that triangle right so I think the amount of um, time and the amount of money was like quite little because 16 grand is like pretty good. Um, but the quality was not really there, especially with the electronics and like uh, I was having water leaks and we just didn't really get time to test many things. We were rushing through it. So yeah, I would definitely do it in like probably the same amount of time as my brother and I'm going to pass it on to him. <laughs> yeah. So you know, with Nikki, I guess it was, I would come down on the weekends and I guess it was you and dad full time, just to put that into perspective. Um, for me, it took a good five months. Um, I was working full time at the same time. So it's about, I don't know, 20, 30 hours a week, let's say, of me and my dad. Uh, the cost, like I said, I guess the bus was like seven, I guess 18 with tax. And then, I don't know, I haven't done the full calculation. I'm assuming maybe say 45 for the entire build. How much would that make of the cost of the inside then? Uh, what's that? 27? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be 27,000, I guess. For the build? I guess so. What? Holy. How'd you spend 27 grand on the inside? I don't know. That's just complete guess. Like, more or less. 
There's a lot more ambitious stuff that I had to do than you yeah, guys. Yeah. And like you didn't do furnace. There's a lot of other stuff. When I bought my twelve thousand dollar sprinter van, I probably spent about a hundred bucks on wood. And that was about it. And that van never got finished because I met Nikki and I was like, Hell yeah, this van's way nicer than mine. And I sold it. Uh so I probably spent a hundred dollars on my build. Um but I also had no solar panels, no power. Every time I turned on my tap to use the running water, the lights would flicker. It was just not a good setup. Now we're going to jump in and talk a little bit about design considerations. So I mentioned before that Martin's bus being a little bit more boxy, it makes it a little bit easier, like, you know, the space is a little bit more usable, but there's some considerations to take into account depending on the type of vehicle you choose. So for the Ford Transit, there's two different options you can get when when you're choosing a Transit. You even either get like the passenger model or the cargo model. And we have the cargo model, which means that there was no windows down the side. There was no seats inside. It was just an empty shell, like a tradesman's van. The other one you could get has a bunch of glass windows down the side and rows and rows and rows of seats. Um, and obviously, if you're building it out into a van, you would pull all the seats out. Um, but then that would leave you in a similar situation to Martin's bus because he has windows that he either has to like cover up or do something with. Whereas in the transit, if you want windows, you have to cut them. Um so I don't know if you guys want to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, since I kind of like built a little bit of both of them, there's definitely a lot of design considerations that are different. Obviously, being the Transit has a metal frame, which I guess you know is uh, adds more strength and stuff, but it definitely adds more curves and it's not a square. Whereas mine was the fiberglass shell. There was like some metal a little bit just to bolt into, and maybe some wood kind of within the fiberglass on the ceiling. So there's some like stronger points there. Um, regarding the windows, yeah, like cutting them out. On my van, compared to Martin now living in the Canadian winter, he's getting these flimsy reflectix insulated panels to like act as an insulator when he has so many more windows and it's going to be a little bit difficult. I think he's going to have a hard time this winter. I'm hoping not, but um, the amount of windows that he has, it's really hard to keep the entire van insulated. That's how I feel. Yeah, so to put that in perspective, I think I have like 10 windows in my van. I think I covered up a good four of them, so I have three on each side. So I have to kind of insulate that. You know, obviously they're not like double pane like a house would be, right? And then also your van has like the separate cab, whereas mine's fairly all open. So uh, I feel like a lot of the heat just dumps out of the front. I think there's stuff you start to realize once you actually get to the build process. Like you get get to the point where you're pulling seats out and you're ready to start putting down the floor and you're like, oh, that can't go there. And then you have to like make it up on the go. So I think that's one of the like, big challenges with it for sure. But Martin's bus, because he has so many windows, he has so much light in there, which is fantastic during the day. Uh, I suppose for him, it's probably not like as important to Nikki and I, but we tried to do a lot of product photography inside the van. And, you know, quite often when we did that, we would have to have the door open, which does make it a little bit challenging as well sometimes. So. Because the light's only coming in from one side and maybe it's not enough. It's really difficult to take photos inside the van. Whereas inside Martin's van, I feel like there's so much light. And like, he takes so many beautiful photos in there. But to Martin, like, he's not doing product photography and then he doesn't care. He just wants to be able to have some nice views we while he's gotta, chilling out. got to switch vans, I guess. <laughs> and yeah, kind of on that point, like, like I mentioned, my bus is a good two feet longer. But the fact that the door is kind of at the front, like it's, you're effectively using the passenger door instead of having another door. You have a lot more build and kind of wall space to do whatever you want with. And that's where he put his Murphy bed. And so where our sliding door is, that's where his Murphy bed is. And it's it's super cool. It's a queen bed. The bed is so cozy. I had a sleepover in his van and it was definitely super cozy. Just like a nice uh, spring mattress. Not one of those four inch 
mattresses that like that Ben had. No one any of those. Hey, I had a <laughs> discounted budget Amazon mattress, okay, when we met. So leave me alone. I never slept on that thing. It was horrible. Yeah, I don't know how other people do Murphy beds in their vans, but I feel like I wouldn't want to do a foam mattress. I just feel like it would sag. So highly recommend just a normal mattress for that. Just to add on to Martin's van, something else that's really neat about it that I really like is that when his Murphy bed is folded up, it actually kind of doubles as a, a couch. And then he also slides, or I suppose your couch doesn't slide to the office. The office kind of slides to the couch, which is really sick. So he has a really good use of that entire space. Whereas for us, like, yeah, we've got to let storage under the bed, but everything's like fixed exactly where it is and it, the bed doesn't really have a dual purpose space except for clean clothes i suppose they just get thrown up there like you would in a house normally <laughs> you put them on your chair and then you wake up and you need the chair and they go on your bed and then you go to bed and they go on the chair again it's a little <laughs> bit like that sometimes <laughs> but yeah it's really neat the way that he used the space in there uh, if you guys do want to see some photos of martin's bust you can actually go check on nikki's instagram she has a post up there and you can swipe through a carousel and Check out his bus, and you'll be able to see all the stuff we're kind of like talking about here today. Yeah, so you, oh, I'm hoping to actually do a video, uh, a little more descriptive of how to build that Murphy bed design that I did. So I guess you'll see, maybe see a little bit on the pictures there how the bench actually pulls out, and the bench armrests actually act as a support for the bed when it's down. And another thing is like the really strong hinges that are in the middle of the the Murphy bed. They were from the wheelchair lift out of the bus. So there's a lot, actually, a lot of repurposing in the bus. We're gonna, you know, start to wrap this up a little bit, but just really quickly, I want to just touch on two really really cool features of each van i think that both of them have their own really rad things and i i'm gonna get martin to talk about i think the coolest feature of his entire bus it's probably not gonna get used a ton this winter but every other season it's gonna be the most badass thing i think i've seen on any bus so far so i'm gonna let him tell you about his little secret bits yeah, so like I mentioned, uh, I had a wheelchair lift, and obviously the doors, there's like two doors that open up uh, you know, horizontally, but I welded up a frame inside of that and you know, sealed the door shut and um, put the hinges and stuff at the bottom instead of the sides, and now it's a deck. So I put deck board on it, and I used a winch to bring it down, and it actually works great. Um, so I guess shout out to Nikki's Instagram, and you guys can see all that. It's so cool. I didn't have a shower on it, but Salem and I are sitting on the deck in the photo in, the, in my Instagram carousel, and it's a really sturdy, nice spot to just hang out and have a glass of wine, tea, watch the view. And he was actually sitting there working the one day, right in the sun, working, looking at some mountains. Like, what a day. Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, you know, obviously it's a deck, which is cool, but it's kind of superfluous, I feel, for most van life because you could just sit outside. But the fact that it's a shower um, and I can just, like, swing out my uh, shower curtains and I have the water right there is huge. Um, again, obviously not for the winter, but uh, I'm looking forward to using it more frequently later. And uh, it also doubles as my gym. Yeah, so it's like a yoga area, but it's also a... I put a chin-up bar at the top, so honestly, with a chin-up bar and rings, you can do a full-body workout, and it's been great. I know it's just been kind of a little scattered episode of random things about each vehicle and stuff like that, but we just wanted to give you a bit of an understanding of the style of ours and why we chose to do it. Maybe it'll spark an idea for you and help you in the direction of choosing your van. Um, but if you guys are already living in a van, we'd love to hear what van you're in and why you chose to live in that. So shoot us a DM, uh, feel free to share this on your stories and write on there why you chose your van too. We would absolutely love to see that. And I think just to sum up, we might just 
do a couple of like little vans suggestions. Like, you know, obviously, like we obviously very highly recommend the Ford Transit and the Ford E450 bus shuttle setup. We've got friends who are in school buses, super long and short school buses, friends in Sprinters, friends in ProMasters, friends in Vanduras, like literally everything. I think it's just really important. The first thing to figure out is what you need your van to do and the purpose of it. And then you can figure out, you know, what van might be right for you. So if you don't need to stand up and you're happy to just cook outside or something like that like you get a really small van and save yourself a ton of cash maybe it's just like a weekend adventure for you so you know having something like that would be perfect because you can just choose to use it in good weather and that doesn't matter to you but if you want to be in all the time and you know a very big consideration of that is like it does rain a lot so if you want to be able to stand up and actually have a home in the rain instead of having to pitch an awning or anything like that then having a van you can stand up in is really really important well, thanks for tuning into this kind of odd all over the shop episode about what van ideas might be good for you and your friends. Um, thank you so much for joining us, Martin. I know we are, you know, squeezing this in just before you're off on your merry adventure, but uh, we're currently in Calgary. That's where Nikki and I have our beautiful little warm apartment, even though we're sitting on the floor in the closet. But Martin, where are you off to next? Where's your next adventure? Uh, honestly, just finding the warmest place in Canada. That was kind of my plan after I realized the border wasn't opening up. So whether that's the island or the deserts of BC, island, by island I mean Vancouver Island, but we'll see. The warmest and least rainiest spot. I think that's your goal, and that's definitely not the island. <laughs> it's actually quite warm, and it never rains inside our apartment, which is great. So. <laughs> my favorite. If only I could park the bus here. <laughs> So, yeah, thank you so much for joining us, dude. Um, thanks for being our first guest. It's been lots of fun having you here. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, do a little catch-up with Martin in the future. And he's actually only been in his bus for one month. So, I think, you know, that's something we forgot to mention. But Nikki and I have been in the van for about a year and a half. And Nikki had her van in New Zealand for two years. And it's interesting to have someone on the show who's like very new to van life and only had it for one month. So, Next time you hear from Martin, I'm sure he'll have tons of like information about things he loves and hates about his bus, as we all do. And uh, so, yeah, wish you all the best on your adventures. Enjoy BC. Well, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in, guys. We really appreciate it. If you want to share it on your stories, share it with your grandma. Let everyone know about our awesome podcast. And hopefully next time, I think the plan is to talk about more about work and freelancing and to guide it a little bit more that way and stagger the van life. Yeah, we've had a ton of you guys reach out and ask us about commercial photography and videography and even like stuff on Instagram. So um, if there's stuff that you guys want to hear about more, please let us know. Um, As much as we're enjoying this podcast for us, we're also doing it for you because we want to be able to give you guys some answers to the questions that you're asking. So yeah, feel free to shoot us a DM, uh, send a carrier pigeon to our house and let us know what you want to hear next. Awesome. Well, we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thanks for having me.